This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into the SBFL Podcast Week 6 edition. Um, my normal co-host is, well, he's moving the franchise. He's taking a page out of his uh, older brother's book. He's He's moving his franchise. I Well, I guess he's moving himself. I don't know if he's actually moving his franchise. But nonetheless, Shane is out today. So we, we replaced one with two. First up, the proud owner of the Gotham City Baines, Mike Stocko. Welcome back on. Hey, uh, so I think the check that you sent me for being on the show, it, it bounced. It's not really that good right now. So uh, by the end of the show, could you just Venmo me over the agreed upon sum we had for me uh, taking time out of my day to come on this uh, secondary podcast, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, but I believe the compensation actually is being split between you and our other guests tonight. One half of Crazy Ira and the Douche. Welcome in, Mr. Ira. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm not going to ask for any money. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for the pleasure of being here. All right, then I'll send Mike the entire compensation. All well, right. Can't wait. I'm Listen. so bad with money. I'm so bad with money. <laughs> this, uh, we'll start off. Um, we're going to have a normal show, even though Shane's not here. But we're going to start off with our week five breakdown. Uh, and we're going to go to our first matchup last week. The um, the five and O Cuddlers, now five and O Cuddlers, took down uh, the South Bend Swine. The South Bend Swines were eliminated from SBFL Survivor in just an abysmal showing. And um, Mike, what did you think about this matchup from from both ends? Uh, well, I thought it was perfect karma uh, for the South Bend Swine because they were uh, a little bit pissed off uh, that they were ranked second in the week uh, five power rankings. And then they come back and uh, and put up a uh, 92 point showing. Uh, so fantasy pharma is real, and Anthony just keeps proving every uh, every week that he's the luckiest man in this league. I mean, there's no denying it at this point. Ira, did you notice anything on this uh, matchup that stood out to you? Uh, I mean, his quarterback uh, negative points. I mean, negative. I guess point nine points, but still. Negative points. Uh, I mean, that's what happens with, I guess, having a, a bye week for Rodgers. Uh, but, yeah, that was a, that was a sh- just a terrible showing from, from the swine. Yeah, I warned him pregame, don't start Jimmy G against uh, the Dolphins. They have a three islands out there. They got X Island, they got Byron Island, and they got Iggy Island. And he did, and he paid the ultimate price. Uh, getting a negative. It, it is pretty crazy here in SBFL how you can go from 180-plus in week four to 91 in week five it, it almost doesn't even seem possible to to double your own score from week to week but hey that's that's 2020 in a nutshell right there in the sbfl you just don't know what's going to happen from week to week but the brokeback cuddlers do go to five and oh and we'll move to our next matchup the altamont fire beat the new york city pizza rats altamont moves to two and three the pizza rat pizza rats dropped to three and two. Mike. Uh oh. I think we might have lost Later, Mike. Sweet victory. Uh, oh. uh, can oh. you guys hear me now? Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah, so what I was saying was this is a uh, bittersweet victory for the uh, fire because obviously they had Dak Prescott and he is 
uh, for the season. I mean, you get the win, but at what cost? And as far as the pizza rats, you know, this was just a terrible week from Thursday night football. I mean, they got zero points from Scotty Miller. Uh, they had three guys going, and, and I think they scored 20 points. You just knew right then it was going to be a bad week. Uh, but, you know, I think they'll ba- bounce back next week. Aaron Jones will be back. Ira? Yeah, that's a, that's a rough showing from the Rats. I mean, looking at those three players, like uh, Stock already mentioned, Scotty Miller, Wayne Gallman, and then the, the Bills defense, three players got him a total of negative one points. Uh, that is – just a, a terrible show. And then, you know, the rookie, uh, I mean, like you said, lost lost Pres- uh, Prescott for the year. Um, so, I mean, doesn't have a, that tandem quarterback uh, for, for, you know, two, uh, two QB league like like some of us do. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough show, a tough rest of the schedule for him. Yeah, no doubt. It was a, a win, but at what cost for uh, Altamont? Uh, we, we go next to our – Virginia Beach Purple Cobras beat the Portsmouth Seaman 137 to 109. You, you kind of feel for Frank this season. Um, another just day where he just doesn't, doesn't have it. He doesn't have enough there. Uh, his running backs are seriously lacking. At least Kenyon Drake found the end zone and helped him out a little bit. Um, but it's just, there's no flash on that team ever since, you know, Saquon went down. There's just, you spend $56 on one guy in the auction and he goes down. What was it? Week one or week two? I, I don't know, but you just, you're, yeah, you're climbing uphill the whole time. Now you're just, you got nothing much to, uh, you got not a lot to trade. You got not a lot of depth when you spend $56 on one guy. So it really puts you way behind the eight ball. Um, but, you know, you go over to the Cobras, another really solid showing. Russ is cooking some more. Drew Brees, another 20-plus. DK Metcalf looks like he could legitimately finish as the wide receiver one. Um, DJ Moore has that long touchdown catch. So, And and now he's got Le'Veon Bell on the Kansas City Chiefs. But Purple Cobras look like they're, uh, they're steamrolling. Do um, you guys have any comments on this match? Uh, I uh, yeah. think uh, in, in terms of what Frank needs to do right now, he, he's – He's in a tough spot, but this is when he needs to take a page from what Ira did a few years ago and start looking a few weeks ahead at what his opponents are and try trading some of the guys that are going to be on by that week to his opponent to try to, like, manufacture a win. I think at this point that's the only way uh, he's going to get a win, uh, get a second win on the season, get himself out of that uh, sticker bitch uh, competition. Yeah, I mean, that that Purple Cobras team is – I think, you know, with the exception of my own, I think it's, you know, the most solid team in the league. Um, I, I think that that team's got a lot of, uh, a lot of really bright spots and, and Frank's team is just, uh, it's a ticking time bomb. I mean, he's already lost his best player and it's just, it's not looking good for him. No, it's not, but we will move to our three matchups and we were all victorious last week. So cheers to us. Uh, congratulations. Cheers. Um, the, we'll start in Gotham City, win over the Shitland Steamers by 20. And, Mike, since it's your win, I'll let you go first. Yeah, well, uh, Casey really didn't have a chance uh, because, you know, I had just gotten married. I was on a honeymoon. All things were pointing up for me. So the, the win was basically guaranteed. So, I mean, I don't have too much to say. I'm a little concerned about my quarterbacks, I guess, going forward. They had a down performance. 
but the rest of the team picked up the slack and uh four and one is is pretty nice it's a it's a spot that i'm usually not used to uh being four and one usually i'm one and four trying to claw my way back yeah the the only thing before i let ira make a comment that i i thought was interesting in this matchup and i even put it in in the power rankings this week was if you just look at the defense position, you outscored him by 28 points. You had the Ravens, who had seven sacks, a touchdown. Um, they almost pitched the shutout against the Bengals. And hey, I, I put I put those points to Joe Burrow. He knew he had to take one for the team because I started him in the Superflex, and he was <laughs> like, look, I'm not going to throw touchdowns, but at least I'll get sacked seven times so our team can get some points on the board. So you know, good on him. Good on Joe Burrow. Honestly, that's uh that's a really good point that somehow, even though Joe Burrow was just one spot ahead of the Ravens, I didn't notice that. I've done that before, especially when I've had Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Um, I go out and get the defense just to get that insurance <laughs> on my quarterback. So kudos to you. Um, but yeah, Shitland's gotta know that the the, Dol- the Dolphins are gonna run over the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know how he didn't see that one coming. Um, and he ate a negative two there. So it's been a tough year, a real tough year, probably the toughest year for Casey. Um, one in four now. He does have a really rough points against, but listen, this week, 118, that wouldn't have beat most teams. So he can't have too much to complain about this week. Yeah. And I am noticing on the, um, you know, back when my last uh, appearance on the show, I had a trivia question and um, Mike fits that uh, mold right here perfectly. He had two quarterbacks starting and uh, scored a combined just over 11 points and still won uh, compared to Shitland's only one quarterback, even though that quarterback outscored him, you know, that one quarterback with 21 points for Bridgewater and then, you know, 11 points for Burrow and Ryan combined. So that's a, it's a very impressive win for him. Yeah. And, and actually what was funny is I kind of started, I kept following that stat because I thought it was weird after three weeks Yeah, and it's happened like four or five times since. So, so I was almost, I think in my matchup against Matt, right after you guys had talked about it, I think Matt's quarterbacks outscored me and I pulled out a win on him. Yeah. Yeah. It happened three times actually that, that very next week, like half the matchups it happened in. So it (laughs) it was funny to see. Um, And we'll jump in uh, the rattlesnakes. I, I know Ira's on the podcast, and I'm going to let him start. I don't think the rattlesnakes are the story of this matchup, but they do take down the raccoons by almost 40 points. Yeah, almost 40 points. Go ahead, Ira. Yeah, yeah and um, so on that one, I was I was not I wasn't scared of the opponent at all. He's, he's it's nothing. Uh, I was more uh, more concerned with uh, the Bills game getting pushed again, so that's why I had to start Philip Rivers and. Um, Greg Olson is tight end because I mean, I think Josh Allen and John R. Smith, I think they scored like 40 more points. I could have had 180 points this week almost. Um, if my math is correct, and it's probably not. But I mean, that's that was a very easy, uh, easy game to forecast. I mean, the Raccoons are not a good team. And I don't know if you noticed there, um, I did uh, I did do something that I know is going to put, put me behind the eight ball myself, but I'm taking the penalty right now. I did not start a real defense. So I am yeah. taking the shot right now. And he is, he's pouring it and he is, he <laughs> cheers. Ira. You, I didn't oh, even notice geez. that until you brought yeah. this up. I was like, Oh my God, he just beat Jon Snow with nine players. Cause he did not start a defense. He started a defense that was on a bike. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and uh, hold on. You, you got to gather yourself. Did you pour a chaser as well? <laughs> I got some water over here. Yeah. Okay, oh, good. Um, 
I actually, I did notice it and I was not going to enforce that rule this year. Um, I did want to wait till after Ira took that, took that shot to say that. Um, and the reason I, I didn't feel it's fair to enforce that rule this year is because especially in a week, you know, I think it's like week eight, maybe it's week 10. I don't know. There's, there's six teams already scheduled to be on a buy. Yeah. And then if we have one or two COVID games, we're talking about a third of the league might be off and our rosters aren't that deep. So I didn't want to um, have to enforce that rule this year. I didn't think it was fair. Um, yeah, just, that's fair enough. You know, and so I, I had noticed it, but I was not going to enforce it. But honorable, very honorable by Ira to go ahead and take that <laughs> shot uh, right yeah. then and there. Before we get to our final, what is up with the raccoons? What like what is going on in Kentucky? And Mike, I know you talk to to Mr. Snow the most outside of the main chat. What is going through his head? Uh, he thinks he's going to win the league. Uh, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you something different, but he just thinks it's a slow start for his team. If you look at his bench, I mean, he left what fifty points on his bench with three guys. He just he just started the wrong guys this week. He started Hunter Renfro over Daryl Henderson. He started uh the Cleveland running back over Chase Edmonds. I mean those are just terrible moves right there. Um but yeah he's in a lot of trouble. I don't know if uh if he knows that yet. Maybe he does. Maybe that's why he's spending so much time at Shamrock Bar and Wildwood trying to forget about this season but uh you know sticker bitch is gonna uh you know put a blemish on his franchise's record it certainly would and i i don't think he can win the league um with this roster i do however i do think there's light at the end of the tunnel uh now he's getting madison this week he um Lamar Jackson has to be better. I mean, I knew he was going to regress. I think we all did. I don't think anyone thought he was going to regress this poorly. His wide receivers stink. Um, they've stunk all year. And listen, this is not the first week he's made poor lineup decisions. So he he is way behind. Uh, I know last year he did start 0-3, but he was 0-3 with really, really solid point totals. This year he's 1-4 with – the worst points totals in the league when points scored is the only tiebreaker this year. There's no divisional records to, to fall back on. So uh, he doesn't get to play Ira twice this year too. I don't think he wants. I did win. So yeah, I was just saying, I don't think he wants to. Ira has the the most points scored in the league right now uh, by a small margin uh, over the purple Cobras, but man, We'll see this week. We'll we'll preview that Kentucky and Calgary matchup a little bit later. Hey, hey Ira, what's your uh, all-time like wins in a season? Is three the most you've gotten in a season? No, it's actually four. So it was three it's year four. one, then four last year. So oh, okay, well you're almost there, man. I, I that's the plan, man. That's, that's what I was striving for. Yeah, I, four. What which which year did you do four? Oh, uh, last year. Oh, you I'm had four. Sure, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I went from three three wins in in uh, year one to four years in or four wins in year two. Um, I already got my two this year, so I'm already at nine. Man, I'm just rolling in. Well, good luck this <laughs> good luck this week for your double digits. And then uh, finally, the last matchup. 
That is right. Your Calgary campers are the king of the hill for week five, putting $10 in our pocket. So, so big. Uh, highest point of the league in week five. We destroyed our rivals south of two borders. 154 to 134. It all went down on a live Monday night stream where just, I mean, just a beautiful showing by Big Herb. Uh, Keenan Allen, he did score a touchdown. He got hurt. And, um, you know, Alvin Kamara with another 15. It seems to be his floor. And nothing could get going for Josh Kelly and the Mexico City Hammers on Monday night. And it was absolutely beautiful. It's good to be two and three after zero and three. That's for damn sure. You guys have any comments on this matchup? I mean, your your team is hot at the right time. I mean, that's kudos to you, man. But uh, and, and I guess that move up north is it's really paying off for you. I mean, that, that's really all I can say. And all I will say, I won't, I won't give you any more praise than, than what you deserve. Thank you. Yeah, that uh, Monday night stream was a lot of fun to watch uh, for when you guys had uh, had the stream up on Twitch. Uh, this was a good matchup. It, it it sucks for KJ. You know, he he had uh, he was on the other side of a matchup like this last week where he was the top scorer and the Altamont Fire lost to him, and it just came right back and uh, and and bit him this week where he was another top scorer. I think he was like third or fourth in scoring, and he just went against the top scorer of the week. Yeah, he was. He ended up being the fourth highest score um, this week, and yeah, that is a tough break. Um, but but yeah, what goes around comes around. He did it to the fire uh, previously, where he was the top, and the fire were the second. So that that will happen. That's um, part of the game. That's part of the uh, the fun of it. But um, I guess we will go ahead and jump into the power ranking review. And uh, the newly married Mike Stocko gave the honor of writing these power rankings to yours truly. And I, I put in my own little twist on them. I didn't want to, Mike does such a good job with the regular way he does power rankings. I didn't want to steal his thunder um, and try and do the same as that. So I actually inverted. So I know that power rankings review uh, says, what does it take to be number one in my rankings? You actually wanted to be number 12 because I ranked from 12 to one, most likely sticker bitch um, for the 2020 season. And, and this has a little bit of a different feel to it because when you're, you know, when Mike's doing it, you're talking about six teams, make the playoffs. Who's going to get hot at the right time at the end. This is just, don't be last. Uh, there's only one sticker, bitch. Don't be last. Uh, so it was kind of fun to write, but you know, Mike, I'll turn it over to you. Did you enjoy my rankings as a fill-in for you? Yeah, I, I like I uh, mentioned, like you mentioned, uh, it was a good little twist. It, I, I don't know if these are actual percentages. I know you're a math teacher. I don't know if there was some formula that you went through or if this was just something that you just said, ah, eh, you know, five and oh, he's got a zero percent chance. And then, you know, you gave the, the purple cobra as a 0.9% chance. I don't know if you plugged it in somewhere. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like is I think you ranked the pizza rats as like a sneaky sticker bitch. 
uh, team on there, and I don't agree with that. Okay. I actually think the the sneaky Stickervich team has got to be the Mexico City Hammers. I mean, when you lose Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler for six weeks, it's going to be tough to replace that. They have Carson Wentz as their QB1. They're starting Joe Flacco this week because Derek Carr is on a bye. Like, you, I know they got two wins. Um, they're, they're currently not one of the one and four teams, but I could see the Mexico City Hammers being that sneaky sticker bitch team in the long run. Yeah, and before I let Iro jump in, so the percents, and I was going to go through them real quick, the percents, they do add up to 100. I made sure of that. Um, I didn't want two people to tie. So that was the only reason that Shane and the Purple Cobras had 0.9 and you, uh, your Bane squad had 1.1 because I didn't want to make them both one. Gotcha. Um, yep. I wanted to actually have a ranking. They do add up to 100, and my thought was, that the sticker bitch is going to have four or fewer wins. So once, you know, with the cuddlers at five, I figured even if he loses all eight, he's still five and eight. He's not going to be sticker bitch. Somebody would have less wins like that. And that, so that's kind of where, you know, I started to go. I started to look at, okay, what's their record and what's their point total. And what are the odds that they cannot get to five wins? Um, so that was kind of, you know, where it went down. Um, I, I know you said you have the Mexico City Hammers more likely than the Rats. I actually do two in my rankings. Um, Mexico City Hammers, I had a 9% chance, while the Rats, I had a 7% chance. Um, so I do agree with everything you're saying. I just couldn't rank the Mexico City Hammers ahead of um, the Steamers, the Seamen, and the Raccoons, who are all one and four, and then the Fire, who just lost their best two quarterbacks. Although, you know, Mahomes, he did get some return on that. Um, I couldn't rank him, you know, with a greater chance to be sticker bitch than those four teams. But Ira, anything stick out to you about these rankings? Uh, I mean, I'm shocked that you have me in like that right there, like in the middle at number seven. Um, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm content with the rest of this, uh, uh, you know, this ranking. Um, I agree. I don't think Anthony can be sticker bitch. And I do think snow is the absolute favorite because that team is total dog shit. Um, so I, I'm 100% with you on that. I think these are these rankings are pretty much spot on. Yeah, I kind of I kind of try. I appreciate that, by the way. Um, I thought there was tiers, and I thought the the tier that was like, you know, I just even though there's a two percent or one point one percent, I just there's no envisionment of seeing one of these four teams, and that was the Cuddlers, the Cobras, the Banes, and the Swines, all with winning records right now, all with very very good point totals. Um, so I didn't, I was like that, that's really its own tier. And then I, I kind of had Ira, you and I in the same tier of, yes, we're both two and three. You have the most points scored. I think I have the third most points scored in the league. So while our records aren't that good, our tiebreaker, because remember, you're not, it's not a tiebreaker, you know, you're just not trying to be 12th, um, to be sticker bitch. So I thought with just that, those two tiebreakers alone, we were kind of in our own tier. Um, and then the rats and the hammers were kind of in their own tier where I'm like, I don't really think they could be sticker bitch, but they have a better chance than Ira and I. And then you have that bottom four steamer, semen, fire and raccoons. But no, it was fun to do, Mike. I appreciate you letting me do that for a week. Um, and yeah, thank you for doing them. Uh, like I said, I was in upstate New York. I just, I was drinking too much. Didn't, uh, didn't feel like I, I 
could do them, nor did I want to do them. I was uh, busy doing other things. But thank you uh, for helping me out. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time. And we can jump. I got a trivia question for you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and play this music. Trivia time. It is, I, I say this every week, it's hard to come up with these questions every week, but I had to, I do have a question for you guys without looking, no cheating on this one. What is the average points against per week for the broke back cuddlers right now through five weeks? What is the average score he is playing against? <laughs> I, I actually looked at this earlier in the day and it, they're, they're, I think points score they're at least like 150 less than like the 11th place or something like that i'm gonna say 115 a week ira do you have a guess we doing prices right rules because i'll take 115.1 <laughs> well <laughs> no, that, I, that's that's honestly that's right where i thought 115 i thought that was about right because i think i scored pretty high against him like on the final day um but i know like you know he had a really he, um, you know, as the eleventh uh, uh, highest scored team in week one, he got a win against the twelfth team. So I know, I know those numbers are not it's skewed for sure. Yep. So the correct answer is actually one hundred and eight on the nose too. Oh. He has exactly oh. five hundred and forty points against, which uh, goes out to one hundred and eight per week. He faced uh, eighty five in week one. 90 in week three and 91 in week five. So in the odd number of weeks, nobody has been able to get to even 92 points against him. Um, and then in the two even number of weeks, he faced the steamers who put up 135, and then week four, he faced the rattlesnakes to, that put up 136. So three weeks were absolutely abysmal. He faced the ninth, uh, excuse me, the 12th highest scoring team. Um, and it's just it's one of the most amazing, you know, I thought Casey's it looks like he, he, he just plays to his competition too. Cause when his opponents have down weeks, his team has a down week. It's just not as much. So it, it's pretty yeah. crazy. doesn't look good for you next week, Mike, or this week. Yeah, well, it is an even week. So hopefully my team could put up some points, but again, like his luck knows no bounds. I got Josh Jacobs on a buy. Uh, my RB ones on a buy. I just picked up a guy on a buy. So like, I'm just hoping I can compete. Maybe uh, Ryan Tannehill throws a couple of uh, TDs to AJ Brown. John, uh, to John Smith. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we can jump. Uh, good job on the trivia. You guys were both pretty close, uh, but 108 is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, let's move ahead to a big week of trading. That for this, we'll make a trade called Barter. Trade Breakdown. This for that. that for this, we'll have it made with Barter. Well, a pretty massive week in trades. Um, the Altamont Fire were very, very busy this week uh, after losing Dak Prescott. Um, and they decided they needed a little bit more depth on their team, including a pair of startable quarterbacks. Uh, so they've reached out to the league. They said, put um, Patrick Mahomes on the block. Let's see what I can get for him. The highest bidder went to the Calgary campers and the Calgary campers gave up David Montgomery, 
Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert and received Patrick Mahomes. Altamont then turned around and immediately traded literally one minute later, David Montgomery for Juju Smith Schuster. Um, and then what was it? 20 minutes later, the campers make a trade with the Baines sending Keenan Allen and receiving acres and Higgins. I guess I will start from my perspective on these three trades and then I'll let Mike jump in since he was involved with two of them. And then Ira, you can wrap it up. But so I didn't love giving up a running back, a very good running back with a lot of usage. But when you have a chance to get Patrick Mahomes, you get Patrick Mahomes and you do what it takes. In my opinion, I was lucky enough to have four quarterbacks on my roster that people, um, would be able to start for the most part. So I was able to part with two of those four and then get one in return. So I at least still have three and I got some depth at that position. Um, but in losing that running back in Montgomery, I felt like I needed to add a little bit of depth, um, especially in a COVID year. So I had to trade Keenan Allen um, and I got back uh, Cam Akers, which I'm hoping he takes over that backfield in LA. And then I got T Higgins, who's a serviceable wide receiver, at least for some fill in weeks um, while I try and build back some depth. So that was my view from the campers perspective. I'll let Mike uh, go ahead. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know, but I was in the Patrick Mahomes sweepstakes. And according to the Altamont Fire, it came down to me, my offer or your offer. And he obviously went with yours. Now, my offer was going to be uh, Matt Ryan or Joe Burrow plus Drew Locke plus Juju. And then when he told me yours, I was like, yeah, yours is better. But I was trying to, you know, finesse and just be like, well, you know, Herbert's on by. You know, I'm giving you three guys that you can start. You can only start two if you take that offer. He ends up going with yours. But before he accepted it, he was just like, well, do you want David Montgomery? Because I really want Juju. You know, he I guess he's a Steelers fan, loves Juju. And I was like, absolutely, I'll take, you know, I'll take another running back. And like you said, he's got high usage. Uh, he's got the backfield all to, all to himself. And I have Josh Jacobs out on bye this week. I'm, I'm going to be able to slide David Montgomery right in there and it fits perfectly. So I was really excited that I was able to get a little trade done, even though I missed out on my homes. And then all of a sudden you contact me out of the blue and you're just like, Hey, do you want to trade acres? I was like, well, I can now, uh, but I need a good wide receiver. And when you offered me Keenan Allen for that trade, I couldn't hit except fast enough for it. Like I, I know, it, 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 it's definitely a steal. I understand your position. Like you're desperate. You needed that uh, running back to fill in because you had just lost Montgomery. And you came to, I guess, a four and one team where I can take Keenan Allen. If I suffer a loss this week, it's not going to kill me. Whereas, you know, you're trying to get back to five, uh, 500, but you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I, I, I hit a couple home runs on, on the trades I did today, uh, this week. Yeah, and before Ira jumps in, just a quick rebuttal. I definitely know that you got the better end of the Keenan Allen deal, but when I got the Mahomes part, I I literally only had one running back that I could start this week on the roster, and that was Todd Gurley. Um, I didn't yep. even I didn't even have a second person to start, so I knew that, you know, and and I'm just chalking up to the cost of doing business. Uh, and when you're trying to get Patrick Mahomes on your roster, that's that's it is what it is kind of thing. 
Um, my hope is just that Cam Akers it turns into a, an a absolute it's, stud. It's a bold move by you. I, I wasn't expecting you to be in the running for Patrick Mahomes. It's a really, really bold move. It could definitely turn your season around or it could come back to bite you because you, you sacrificed a lot of that depth that you had. I did. And my thought was after I did the power ranking review, I was like, you know what? I, there's very, very little chance, even if I give up a lot of this depth, that I become sticker bitch this year because I have a massive point scored total. I already have two wins. I should be able, even if it all crumbles, I should be able to find two or three more wins. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to win a championship with this roster, so let me go get Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, hey, you never know. You never know. But, Ira, what would you think of all the trades this week? Uh, I mean, I, I was also talking to – um to the fire about Mahomes for just a, maybe like 10, 10 seconds about it. It was nothing, nothing ever materialized. So, um, you know, seeing him go to a team that I'm competing with at the bottom of the league, I wasn't happy with, but um, I thought those were, you know, yeah. And I know, I know, uh, you know, there were some pieces that you guys kind of had, had to give up, but I think you guys all did pretty well. Um, so, I mean, Yeah pretty decent trades i think uh, yeah and i I just want to uh say one thing i i don't want brian to think that we're you know tearing them apart on here i told him off to the side i was like look you got value for a guy that you had to trade it's so hard to trade superstars and get back like good value for it he got two starting quarterbacks and he's got a wide receiver that he liked i mean i think i think he did well as well Uh, you you can say it man fuck him it's true. You could say it if you wanted to, but no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And um, we'll get into fab breakdown next. It was an interesting fab week um, to say the least. And I am so glad uh, that we do have Ira. Um, unfortunately, we lost Mike because um, I guess he's actually working right now. Um, and he got a call from his boss and promptly had to leave. Therefore, um, uh, I'm glad his check bounced and I'm going to need a refund on the second check I sent him. So uh, thanks Mike. When you hear this, send that money back to me. Cause uh, cause you didn't complete the job uh, that you were, you know, hired to complete. So, but nonetheless, let's get to fab. And there were four guys that had multiple bids. And then there were three guys that had single bids that were more than $1. So there were a couple of dollar guys. I'm not even going to waste my time with those dollar guys. But we'll start um, kind of in order from least to greatest on the multi-bid guys. The campers get Brian Hill with a $2 winning offer. Uh, Portsmouth Seaman offered zero. Uh, Brian Hill really just a depth piece for me and a, a handcuff for Todd Gurley. Uh, the raccoons get the Dolphin defense for 6 bucks. Uh, the Cobras had a $0 offer on the Dolphins. Dolphins the biggest favorite on the board this week. I for the maybe the first time in my whole life um, that they're the biggest favorite in the NFL this week. Nine points over the Jets. Not much to talk about there. Um, this was an interesting one. The Mexico City Hammers bid on new starting Jets running back Frank Gore eighteen dollars. They outbid you, Ira, for uh, your offer of six dollars. Um, did you really want Frank Gore, or was that just kind of protect uh, the integrity of the bid? That was uh, protect the integrity of it. Like, I really didn't care. I've already had Frank Gore. Um, nothing special there. Uh, so if I could have gotten him for five or six bucks, I wouldn't have been upset with it. But I definitely wasn't out, 
you know, I wasn't going into the double digits. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I'm a little surprised he went that high. Um, yeah. And then another guy that went extremely high, uh, the poorly educated Chase Claypool goes for $51 to the Brokeback Cuddlers. That bid uh, was higher than the Baines 43, the Campers 28, and the Swine uh, had a $9 bid. Were you surprised to see $51 on Chase Claypool? Not at all. Because earlier in the week, uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was, it might have been, been the Swine who said something about getting Claypool and going up to 40. I said, I'm going to go up to 45, and I didn't put a fucking bid on him. So that was just trying to, trying to get my money's worth uh, watching, that, watching that happen. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not surprised he went for uh, 51. I thought he could have gone even higher. I thought he could have probably gone in the high 50s. Um, I, again, I didn't want to touch him at all, but I thought that he could have absolutely gotten the high 50 range. Pretty wild that uh, the South Bend Swines just a week ago cut him for Nick Mullins, who's currently the third string quarterback in San Francisco. Uh, and then Claypool goes for 51. I personally was a little surprised he went that high. I put the $28 bid in there. I really, I almost didn't even really want him because um, I, I, I do want to save some of my fab because I think if COVID gets weird uh, in the middle to late part of the season, I wanted to have that buffer. Um, yeah. But I was like, I'm going to put 28 out there because he deserves to get at least $30. And I hope somebody goes 30 and outbids me. And it turns out someone went all the way up to 50. So I was a little surprised at that. Um, some of the th- three guys that I've highlighted that didn't get a single second bid, and I wish Mike was still on the call, but he bids on MVS. Um, for eight bucks and MVS did not have a second bid. Were you surprised that MVS did not have a second bid? Uh, a little bit. I mean, them coming off of a bye week, so they got another week to get healthy. Um, I, I, I thought, I thought MVS, I mean, I thought he probably could have gone a little bit higher and I'm surprised nobody else even tried to get him. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, this one, was the second most shocking. And honestly, if we didn't have the first most shocking, I would have been ripping this owner up. Uh, the Mexico City Hammers bid $18 on Joe Flacco a mere three days after they cut Joe Flacco. I mean, I that and, and don't forget, he spent $18 on Frank Gore, which means he spent $36 on the Jets offense this week. I just don't. It feels like a massive waste of fab. Yeah, I, I know my I know my normal partner in crime isn't here for it, but I'm gonna do it on, on my own. That's a douche of the week right there. You can't put 36 bucks on two jets. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the hammers a douche of the week uh, right now. But but yeah, that's 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 18 dollars more than Flacco is, is worth. Um, I mean, wow, that's bad. Like. I would, and he has right now. He has both of them in his starting lineup. Uh, I mean, a week ago we saw Jimmy G, who's a much better quarterback than Joe Flacco, get a negative point total against the Dolphins, and now he's going to start a worse quarterback on a worse offense against the Dolphins. Eight year, I would have probably rather started Marvin Jones. Maybe he will. I mean, it's only Thursday. Yeah. He might. And with that, and with that, I think Flacco's still only like a a, a one or two week um, interim thing. I mean. Darnold's still going to be their guy. I think. I don't think he's lost the job. He's just hurt. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes, it's a it's a waste of fab. And um, the hammers are down to seven dollars. Seven dollars fab. Uh, it's week six. So, uh, and then, um, the big one, thirty nine dollars to Travis Fulgham, 
Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. Uh, to my co-host tonight, the Texas Rattlesnakes. I do have some comments, but I'll let you go first. Um, mistakes were made. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Um, after finding out that nobody else even put a bid on him, um, I, I felt like Claypool would have got a lot of a lot of bids. So I thought I thought Fulton also would have gotten a lot of bids. Um, so I definitely feel like I've got a little egg on my face here. But I mean, I think Fulton is. I mean that that Eagles receiving core is not great and I know they're they're getting their two other receivers back this week but those guys are you know liabilities injury wise I mean everybody likes to say a hamstring is a soft tissue injury Jackson's gonna be hurt again it's, it's only a matter of time uh Jeffrey I mean even if Jeffrey stays healthy he's gonna get the best cornerback so Fulgham is gonna get the word the you know the the worst cornerback of the group uh, on defense so I think it's not a bad pick but yeah Almost forty bucks for it is not great. Um, that's why I said, guys, you know, the uh, the fab stuff is the one thing I got to work on. Um, off season is going to be uh, crushing a lot of numbers. Uh, fab can be a little bit of a headache. Um, it certainly can. I've I've been there. You you twist and you turn. You're like, what is everybody else going to bid? Um, I will say this: I was surprised on two fronts with the Travis Fulgham. I was absolutely floored. Someone went almost to forty percent of their budget um, to get him. I was also very surprised you were the only one. Um, I know that the Eagles wide receivers are coming back this week, but they are all very injury prone. And Fulgham has actually looked good. Uh, yeah. I know Greg Ward, the other Eagles wide receiver, he has gotten volume. He's gotten in the end zone a couple of times. He doesn't look the part, though. He doesn't really pass the eye test. Where Fulgham, when you watch him, he actually kind of looks like a competent receiver. And so yeah. I was um, – a little bit surprised that you were the only one to bid on him, but, but at the end of the day, that was irrelevant because uh, $39 was a massive, massive overbid. Um, and it does, uh, it does sting a little, but at least you got your guy. If he gives me a couple more repeat of, uh, performances of what he did last week, I, I think it's going to be worth it. Um, maybe not worth it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't sting so bad, but I mean, just look at their schedule going forward. Uh, you know, he got what 13 targets last week and he, he caught, he caught 10 balls. Um, I mean, he could easily do that again against a really good uh, Ravens team giants. They're going to play up to the, to the Eagles. Same with Dallas. Then they come back from by, they got the giants again. Cleveland looks good. Seattle it's going to be a high scoring game. I think I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you get wide receiver three, even, you know, wide receiver three production from this guy, fab is fab. I mean, you can make a trade for fab and you can sell some players and try and get fab. So it, it's not like, you know, you, once you're stuck with nothing, you, you don't have a chance to get more. There are opportunities to get more. Um, and you do still have $45 left. This is right. Pretty much smack dab in the middle of the pack. So you're yeah. not in terrible shape with fab. It wasn't your best bid. Um, but Hey, that happens. I'll give you a trivia time. Uh, that's also not the worst uh, overbid I did uh, for a, a person who didn't get a second bid uh, in my career. Do you remember who it was? Who I uh, I also had a I want to say the number was forty one dollars, but I can't remember. Was it last it year? Was? It, it was. Uh, can I get a position? Uh, I think that would give it away, but I'll give you a division. That was the AFC. AFC North. The AFC North. 
you would have overbid. Uh, let's see here. Bengals, maybe the Bengals. Uh, let's see the Browns going through the Browns roster in my head. Uh, Baltimore. And then um, Pittsburgh. Oof, I don't, I don't know who who did you bid forty one on. It was the Cincinnati Bengals and their highly educated backup quarterback that took over, Ryan Finley. And that had zero other bids. I'm fairly certain he got zero other bids. And I think I bid forty one for it. I could be off. It could have been thirty seven or something like that. But oh. yeah, so it, it was uh yeah, not a great track record for myself, but. So you've yeah. been you've been down this road before. I, I have, I have, but I've oh. also haven't had, I don't think I've had two wins. I don't think last year I got to my second win until like week 10. So, Well, that'll wrap up fab. And normally this is the point in the show where Shane and I send it to the champs last week. They kind of screwed us with not having a segment at all uh, this week. They only semi screwed us. Cause I just got a text about five minutes ago that their segment was canceled. So Ira and I are going to do the SPFL picks this week. Um, we are going to start with the shit bowl and that would be the shitland steamers and the virginia beach purple cobras with essentially their entire benches on bye weeks or injury or some some guys just don't even play like to a tongue of iloa on um the steamers bench levy on bell on the cobras bench who do you like in this matchup ira <laughs> Uh, I like the Cobras, uh, even though they're only starting one quarterback. I think that's going to be fine because he's got Zeke in that spot. Um, I think that's a uh, – I'm looking at it now. He does still have Naeem Hines in the starting lineup. Um, wonder if the uh, wonder if the newly uh, chief um, Le'Veon Bell is going to get into the lineup or not. But he is not. I can confirm not, he is not. Okay. He has to go through five days of um, positive – or excuse me, excuse me, negative tests. Okay, so he's got to go five straight days of negative tests. And then on the sixth day when he goes in, he can go into the facility. He has to get another negative test, and then he can exactly. actually join the team. So today is Thursday. He can't even join the Chiefs until next Wednesday. So he's definitely not playing this week. You did point out that the Cobras are only starting one quarterback. Currently in the lineup, eh, the Steamers only have one quarterback as well. So that evens that up. Yeah, um, I, st I still think the Cobras have, have a better – starting roster i mean granted some guys might go off uh i've seen gallup go off before um but i, I think the, i think the cobras that's pretty that's pretty good lock i think for me i do like the cobras as well in this matchup although this is as vulnerable as we're going to see the cobras this season so if there is another loss on the schedule it very well could be this week um only starting one quarterback he, brandon iuk uh, I, I mean, he has big playability. Mark Ingram has stunk this year. Naheem Hines is really worthless. Uh, Evan Ingram has stunk. Um, and actually, the tight end could be the turning point here. If Travis Kelsey has a monster game, 20, 25 points, and Ingram stinks and puts up, you know, a four to five pointer, which, you know, is not uh, unheard of. Uh, Evan Ingram has put six or less three times out of five games this year. So if he does that and Travis Kelsey has a big game, that could be a, a really big turning point um, in this one. And so, but uh, we will both take the Cobras and uh, we'll move on the two and three ultimate fire. Welcome the one and four Portsmouth seaman. Who you got in this one? Um, I wish I could say neither. Um, 
You could say tie. I mean, that'd be a bold prediction, but you could say it. Oh man. Um, I think, I think the semen are going to get a win here. Uh, I still think these are probably the, oh, never mind. I forgot about, forgot about the raccoons. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think the semen are going to get their second, second, uh, one of the year. And I think the fire are going to, going to eat that loss. I actually agree with you. I do think Portsmouth Portsmouth finds its way into the win column again this week. You have Matt Stafford against a very soft Jacksonville defense. Andy Dalton, what a pickup. We haven't even talked about that. He picked up that guy 15 minutes before that Cowboy game last Sunday. I mean, a season, a possible season saver. Um, Andy Dalton is starting in his super flex against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Drake against a bad Dallas defense. Uh, Will Fuller is starting to get hot. Devontae Parker against a bad Jet defense. I, I mean, I could see the Portsmouth Seaman putting up 135, 140 points, and that should be enough to beat um, an Altamont Fire team that looks a little bit different at the quarterback position without Dak and Mahomes. Yeah, looking at those guys, man. Baker and Kyle Allen. Oh, man, that's that's a rough week for him to have to get into this right now. But, hey, you know what? Water finds his level. I think I heard once a smart guy said said that once. So, water does always find its level. Uh, we'll jump now. Mexico City hosting New York City. Ira, uh, I think the Rats are gonna gonna take this one. Um, Aaron Jones is back. He's probably right up there with Kamara. He's probably the most consistent uh, fantasy scorer. Um, this year, I, I, I think the rats are going to take that one. I mean, the hammers look all right, but I mean, they're still starting. They're, st- they're starting two New York running backs and it's Freeman and Gore. And he's starting the jets quarterback right now. Flacco. That's, that's just not a great, and he's also got Chenault in the lineup too. So that, that, that team is looking, looking, uh, worse away right now. So. I think New York City gets back on track after an abysmal performance last week, and I think they they absolutely pummel a bad Mexico City Hammers lineup. Um, Carson Wentz and Joe Flacco. Carson Wentz against Baltimore. Flacco against the Dolphins. I mean, it's possible that they combine for less than 10. Um, His running backs, Freeman, against a very good Washington front seven. Uh, I know Washington's defense as a whole is not all that good, but their front seven is pretty, pretty fierce. Um, and then Frank Gore is like 105 years old against the Dolphins. I just, I mean, I could see another sub 100 performance by Mexico City here. So I will also take the Rats, and we can go ahead and move on. Uh, the five and zero Brokeback Cutlers take on the four and one Gotham City Bays in SBFL's America America's SBFL game of the week. Um, in past SBFL's America's Wow, I can't. What am I saying? America's SBFL game of the week has disappointed a little on the score sheet. Uh, I hope this one does not. It could be for first place overall if we see the Cobras end up actually losing. Um, who's your pick? Uh, I am going to pick uh, the Cuddlers this week. I still think that, that team, uh, I mean, had a rough draft, uh, but I think that team is really really impressed with a lot of people. Um, I think this is going to be a real close one. I know we talked about it earlier with, with Mike, and I think this is going to be another uh, – this is going to be one of the, the even weeks where it's really close, but I think the Cutlers take this one. 
I also am picking the colors. Have we picked the same on all these matchups so far? Yeah, man, I've picked first, so you're, you're stealing my picks. I guess I am just copying you. Um, I do like the Cuddlers. Uh, we've talked about how lucky the uh, Brokeback Cuddlers have been this year. I think that luck continues. I do think they move to 6-0, and and that's you know when Snow starts worrying a little bit about his only perfect season um, is when we're almost halfway, and the Cuddlers are also perfect. But, yeah, we both got the Cuddlers in this one. And let's go to your matchup, the sixth place two and three rattlesnakes getting in an airplane fine to South Bend, Indiana to take on the fourth place, three and two South Bend swine. Uh, I'll go first since this is your matchup. I do think the rattlesnakes get back to 500 this week. I think Kyler Murray is going to be in an absolute shootout. And I think Josh Allen's going to be in an absolute shootout, even though I don't think Josh Allen's that good at football. He is good at fantasy football. And I think these two quarterbacks for the Rattlesnakes are going to put more than 50 points on the board. Ronald Jones is coming into his own. Mike Davis is is, is solid. Um, Jonu Smith is a great tight end. Miles Gaskin against a bad Jets team. Um, and then as much as I hate to say it, the Dolphins are, are having a little bit of trouble in the slot, even though I love Iggy and the potential Iggy has. He has been struggling a little bit, and Jamison Crowder could see probably 14 targets, and I could see 10 catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown for Crowder this week. So I do think um, you get back to 500, Ira, and get your third win of the season and also send South Bend to 3-3. Three and three. I would assume you agree. I mean, I, I can't let you keep taking my picks. Maybe I have to go with the swine, but I'm not going to do that. I'm absolutely going to take the rattlesnakes. I mean – I, I, I said it earlier, and like you said, I think you said it earlier too, that I do have the highest points for this year. Um, I mean, those two quarterbacks, they've been really good, and those are both Monday night games this, this week. Um, so I'm, you're going to go – you're going to see me on Sunday in the 60-70 range, and, and the swine are probably going to be are going to be done. And I'm going to put up I, – I think they're going to put up, you know, 50 to 60 points on Monday night as well. So I think it's, it's going to be a – a late late coming for me but i think uh, i think i've got it i do agree actually i think i think maybe you're down by like 15 points or 20 points going into monday night and then you absolutely obliterate them with those two quarterbacks and it's going to be funny i would love to see that man and then the king of the hill matchup of the week uh the king is currently the calgary campers and we are traveling to the united states this week and going to um, the heart of hillbilly country, and we're taking on the raccoons of Kentucky. Ira, I know it's kind of hard to look at this one right now because my projection is only 45. Um, yeah, but uh, if, if you keep the if you keep the lineup like it is, I think I think snow gets the win. Um, you well, I, I don't know, you might be able to outscore him with Mahomes and Watson only playing. Um, but overall, your roster I think is better than his roster. Um, he's had a really, he's had a really bad luck the last couple of weeks with his, uh, with his start, start stidums. Uh, if he, if he does it right this week, he, he may be able to sneak one by, but I think your team is just a little bit better. I do agree that my team is better. I am going to fuck with snow's head all weekend. And this is going to be my lineup, um, uh, until Sunday at 1230 maybe 1245 if I, if I want, because I know he loves to just look at those projections and see, am I going to win or am I going to lose? Am I projected to win? Am I projected to lose? He, he says he doesn't look at him. He definitely looks at him. And 
I am only putting guys in as they are about to kick off. So you will not see, you know, once Sunday hits, I am taking Mahomes out of my lineup until Monday at about 445. Uh, same thing, Gasecki won't go into my lineup until about 345. Acres and the Rams defense aren't getting plugged in until about 8 o'clock at night. So he just, he won't be able to follow those projections. I just want to fuck with his head a little bit because I am really nervous about this. This is probably the worst week to play the Raccoons, if you think about it. Lamar Jackson's going against a terrible Eagle defense. Cooper Cup's going against not a great secondary in San Francisco. Hollywood Brown, we just touched on the Eagles defense. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, this is the last week he's going to be fantasy relevant because Le'Veon Bell just signed in Kansas City. Jonathan Taylor's playing the Bengals. Um, And then Alexander Madison, this is the only week he is – going to be fantasy relevant because then they have the buy and then Dalvin cook comes back. So I really feel like I might be walking into a buzzsaw here with all the great matchups and just the great timing uh, or poor timing. If you're looking at it from my point of view and two, two weeks ago, I took the fire last week. I took the hammers. So this week I am picking the raccoons to, uh, to beat the campers and become a two time King of the Hill. So you're picking yourself to lose on this one. I've done it two weeks in a row and it's worked. So I'm going to keep doing it. I was going to change my pick just because I don't want to be like you, but uh, yeah, I'll take you on this one. Cause I definitely want to see uh, Kentucky uh, as, as a sticker bitch. So I could definitely see him losing this one, which would be great for my, uh, my psyche. I, I'll say this and I don't like to look ahead too much, but if the Kentucky raccoons lose this game, where, where do they find wins going forward? I mean, if we if we just jump ahead, and like I said, I don't like to jump ahead too much because so much changes. We saw the swine score 180 something last week, or two weeks ago, and then 90 last week. But his week seven lineup, the Ravens are on a bye. Edward Solaire is useless. Uh, it just he doesn't have a second quarterback. He barely has any running backs or receivers. He it just feels like if he doesn't win this week, he's one and five. Next week, he's definitely going to lose. He's one in six. The season's basically over at that point. You're just playing to not be sticker bitch. This, yeah. is, a, this is a huge game for Kentucky. They do say the hungry dog runs faster sometimes. I am extremely, extremely nervous about facing the Kentucky Raccoons this weekend. Do we also pick the, um, the uh, proje- uh, projection for um, uh, the, loser, the survivor loser, the low point? Uh, we don't usually, but we can. I was thinking, I, I think the steamers. You think this think is the week they finally uh, get ousted as the SBFL survivor? I think so. They, they flirted with it a couple times, and I was just looking at uh, looking at that that matchup again. I I think this might be the week. Um, I know it's going to be, like I said earlier, it's going to be a close one, but it might be a really low scoring close one. It could be like one hundred one to like one hundred four. Like it's going to be a very low scoring game. Yeah, we both picked the Cobras, and I do think that it's very possible the winner of that matchup has like the 10th best score of the week while the loser has the 12th best score. So if we stand by our predictions of the Cobras, I do agree. I do think the steamers would be ousted, but then again, if, if we're just wrong on that and the steamers beat the Cobras, I could see the Cobras being the one uh, kicked out of SBFL survivor. So yeah, that's a good call though. Ready to wrap this thing up with our NFL pick six. Let's do it. All right. So I, we did happen to get Mike's picks before the podcast. So we do have them. Um, and we will go. You can go first, Ira. All right. So I've got, 
I've got the Bills plus five. Um, and I've also got the the Bengals plus eight. I think those are uh, those are gonna be some those are gonna be fun fun matchups. Uh, personally, I mean, obviously, I gotta watch the Bills uh, to see what Josh Allen does. Um, but I think I think those are gonna be pretty good matchups there. Uh, Bills plus five, Bengals plus eight. So you got the Bills and five. That's the Monday night game. Yep. And then the shitty ass Bengals plus eight points. Uh, Mike's picks. He does have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they are laying one and a half. That's also a Monday night game in Dallas. Then he's got the Washington football team against his own New York Giants, plus three on the road up at the Meadowlands. My two picks, I am riding high with the Houston Texans. I won on them last week. Uh, Houston Texans plus three and a half in Tennessee. Tennessee on a very short week playing the Tuesday game. And then I like the Chicago Bears plus one and a half to go down to Carolina. I think the Bears are the better team. I think Foles is the better quarterback. I think the Carolina Panthers have had a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Teddy Bridgewater is playing a little bit above his head. Um, And I just don't think uh, that they can win, keep winning. So I will take um, the Chicago Bears plus the point and a half on the road. I like it. Anything else for you? That's it, man. Well, I do appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up.